Welcome to Diggy Deep with Pastor Yemi and Pastor Dayo Ogunsoya. On today's series, we will be teaching from the book of Colossians. Are you ready to go deeper into your relationship with God? Join us every week as we go into this book, chapter by chapter. Now, here we go, digging deep into Colossians. Yeah, it's always good to start with prayer. Jesus started with prayer. We have no choice than to start with prayer. Let's come together in the place of prayer even tonight. Our Father in heaven, we worship you. We magnify you. Thank you for the breath of life. Thank you for the joy of coming together under your holy written word in the presence of your spirit. Thank you for this fellowship. We thank you for what you will do with us in the next one hour. Thank you for last week till now. Thank you, Father, for this great month of great joy and this year of amazing, amazing breakthroughs. Holy Spirit, help us tonight. Speak in us and speak through us. Show us wonderful things that will impact our lives forever. We, we ask for this in the mighty name of Jesus, and we believe we receive it in Jesus' precious name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. Uh, for the past few weeks, we have been, you know, talking from the book of uh, Colossians. Um, last week, we, we were a few weeks ago, we started chapter 4. And uh, up until last week, we were able to only get to verse 4. It has been an interesting discussion. And I hope and I believe that you have been blessed so far. But just to remind us of what we have been doing, the letter is uh, the letter to the Colossians is one of the four letters that Paul wrote when he was in prison. We have, we, you know, we found out that uh, he was imprisoned in Rome with some people with him there, and then he wrote those letters. Um, the other three of the letters are the letters to Ephesians. So if you're reading the book of Ephesians, know that that's the letter that was written in jail when it was uh, in isolation or incarcerated. Um, the book of Philippians, uh, Colossians, and the last one was the letter that he wrote to Philemon, one of his spiritual children. And we found out that the, the book of Colossians or the church in Colossae was not actually established by Paul the Apostle. The church was established by one of his spiritual children. His name was Epaphras. He was one of the, uh, the spiritual children of Apostle Paul, uh, started the, the church. And uh, when Paul wrote this letter, he was actually thinking about the churches that, you know, that, that he was an apostle over. And um, he now sent this letter through two of his other sons that were with him. The, uh, one of them was Tychicus and the other one was Onesimus. So those were the people that took the letter to, to Colossae. And the reason we found out that the reason he wrote that letter, or at least this letter to the church in Colossae that was supposed to be read to them, was because there were some issues going on in the church and he needed to address that. One of the issues was the fact that some people came in and began to shift the gospel of Jesus Christ. They began to tell the people that, you know, Jesus Christ was not, uh, it was not central 
uh, you know, to the things of God, that he was not God. They, you know, they, they, decided, they decided to separate him from uh, his existence from God. And so he had to come or send a letter to address the supremacy of Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ reigning supreme, he is also God. And also uh, that the centrality of the gospel is based on what Jesus Christ has done. And he also had to let them know that it is not part of the gospel to worship angels, not part of the gospel to bring human philosophies and experiences and things that they, they researched outside of Christ and bring it into Christianity. So he had to address all those things, uh, you know, the legalism that you had to uh, 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 circumcise before you, 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 you can actually be fully born again. So he had to address that. And these are things that are going on even now. You know, people have different kind of thoughts. They bring it into Christianity. Now it's not about, uh, 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 only about now, not, not about uh, 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 circumcision. Now it's about yoga. Sometimes they, you know, believers are bringing into Christianity that yoga is acceptable. Worshipping of the stars, you know, uh, horoscopy and stuff like that. And people are now falling back into these uh, uh, rituals and legalisms. So this is one of the things that Apostle Paul had to address. So last week, we went ahead, you know, from the, from chap in chapter 4, we found out that in Christianity, there is, uh, we are all equal. There is equality among us. So Paul addressed that with servants first, treating their, their masters in a right, the right way. And also from chapter 4, we started to hear, or verse 1 in chapter 4, we started to see that Paul is now addressing masters, that letting them know that we are all equal and we are, there is equitability and there is equality in Christ. No one is better than the other. And he talked about being fair and being just, you know, with one another. And, you know, we went on to verse 2, talking about, you know, being prayerful, being watchful, and being thankful. That when we pray, we watch, and we seal our prayers with gratitude to God. We spent a long, uh, you know, a lot of time in, in, in that. And then we went into chapter, uh, in verse 3, talking about praying for others, praying for leaders. Uh, I remember last week we were talking about, you know, Paul actually was bold enough to ask that they should pray for him. And what was his prayer? His prayer was not you know, what he was asking them to pray for was not that he would be released from jail, not that he would, the isolation would end, but that a door would be opened for him, doors would be opened for him to be able to preach the gospel of Christ. And we asked, what are your prayers based on? What do you pray about? You know, we talked about interceding for other people, that many times when Paul even himself was praying or is praying in the scriptures, he is actually interceding for others. So today we are going to move on and continue. Uh, I will read from verses 1 to 6 again because that's where we're going to end today and then we will take it from there. Amen. So come with me to Colossians chapter 4. I'll read verses 1 to 6 in the Passion Translation. Employers, treat your workers with equality and justice. As you know, that you also have a Lord and Master in heaven who is watching you. Be faithful to pray as intercessors who are fully alert and giving thanks to God. 
and please pray for me that God would open a door of opportunity for us to preach the revelation of the mystery of Christ for whose sake I am imprisoned. Pray that I would unfold and, unfold and reveal fully this mystery for that is my delightful assignment. Walk in the wisdom of God as you live before the, the unbelievers and make it your duty to make him known. Let every word you speak be drenched with grace and tempered with truth and clarity, for then you'll be prepared to give a respectful answer to anyone who asks about your faith. Amen. Amen. Praise Amen. the Lord. What an amazing six verses. Verses one to six. Mm. Um, I know we get to verse six today. <laughs> but... Um, uh, let me read something to you. Uh, why Paul kept on emphasizing that we should not allow ourselves to be deceived. He said the same thing to the Corinthians. If we look at Corinthians chapter, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 2 to 3 or so. 2 Corinthians chapter 11 was talking along the same line. Now, I want you to, we have emphasized it over and over, that uh, the gospel is straight and the gospel is simple. God did not send Jesus to make things hard for us to function or to enter the kingdom of God. Uh, things were hard enough outside the kingdom. Uh, that's why Jesus said in Matthew, that my yoke is easy. easy. Or in other words, it's easier than what you are carrying. There is a yoke. There is a yoke. There is a burden to carry. Uh, but here in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 11 from verse 2, if we can just read it from, uh, I think, the New King James Version. It said, for I am jealous for you with godly jealousy, for I have betrothed to you. I have committed to you, uh, I have committed you to one husband so that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. But I fear or I am concerned, lest somehow as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, his oratory ability, he says, so your minds. So the, you, we were talking before, we were talking about minds. Today I was talking to some of our, our spiritual uh, sons here that were here with me earlier today. And I was telling them the issue is about the mind. Is a, Satan is after the mind. And we need to guide our mind. We need to protect our mind. He says, so that you, the serpent deceived him by his craftiness, so that your minds, your minds, your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that's in Christ. Mm -hmm. Now, there are teachers out there, all in the internet, all the social platforms, that want you to believe that it is not as simple as the Bible said it is. But it is as the Bible said it is. It is simple. To enter the kingdom is, is the simplest 
entrance to anything in the world. To enter the occult is even more difficult. To enter Christ is so easy. And the Bible said, as you have received him, walk with him. It's easy to walk with God, to walk with the Holy Spirit. If we don't, uh, like Brother Copeland will say, you need a theologian to confuse you. Now, Paul is writing, he said, we should not allow our minds to be corrupted, to be deceived out of the simplicity that's in Christ. God sent Jesus to make it easy for us to function in the family of God. And that's the part of what, what major reason, like we have said, why Paul wrote to the Colossians. He has presented Christ to them in a simplified form. They received it, they were walking in it, but those teachers came. And they spoke circumcision. They spoke human philosophy. They spoke aestheticisms that, oh, you need to do. It's not. They spoke worship of angels. That, oh, you need all these things to grow spiritually. No, no. We only need Christ. And because we need Christ, we need the word. Christ is the word. We need only the word. The, all, the only other thing we need has been given to us, the spirit of God. And I think, uh, you know, relating it to now, because like you said, there is so much of these things going on. Mm. And I, the only remedy that we can provide is each Christian, each believer must be conversant with the scriptures. Yes, The yes. answer is yes. always found in, in the, the scripture, Bible. yes. The answer is nowhere else. Because like, like Apostle Paul said here in this Second Corinthians chapter 11, they are, they are so crafty, yeah. so eloquent, yeah. they will bring research, yeah. they will bring science, mm -hmm. they will bring history, they will twist Wrap the word. Yeah. They will twist the word. It will so sound that it so will pious, it will sound so, so logical. good, yes. There's there something they call logic. It yes. sounds so logical. They will be like, you know what, it, it's so believable, yeah. but the answer is always in the they scripture. Won't. And thank God because it's easier now. Bible is the most the, the, the easiest thing now to have because it's free to download yeah. on your phone or on your tablet. Thank you don't God even, for that. You don't even need to buy yeah. it anymore. And there are so many translations mm -hmm. now that you can read and have an at least a gist of what it is mm -hmm. that the scripture is talking mm -hmm. about. So that is the remedy that we have to all this yeah. craftiness. Yeah. Go into the word. Jesus Christ had to do the same thing. He had to, despite the fact that he came from heaven, he is the word himself, mm -hmm. but he still had to go into the word. There was no way when he was, when he was talking to, to Satan, after his fasting and prayers, Satan brought the word of God. So yeah. Satan himself knows the word, but he would twist it yeah. to his advantage. Yeah. But Jesus Christ had to keep going back to the word. It was the word that he used against what him. What if he didn't know the word? And he had to learn the word. He had to, I was talking to my daughter the other day. I was like, you know, sometimes there are so many things that are not written in the Bible mm. that there is nowhere he wrote that Jesus Christ went to school. You know, like which school did he go to? Uh, uh, Nazareth Elementary School mm. or, 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 or Galilee High School? No, it's not written there. But the Bible said that in Luke chapter 4, he took the scroll and read it 
He went into the book of Isaiah and read from Isaiah. And after he finished reading, he, put, he gave it to them and went back to sit down. And I was telling my daughter, I said, you see, he could read. At least he learned how to read. So it, uh, it, where is it? somebody will say, where is it written in the Bible that Jesus went to, to school? Uh-uh. If he didn't learn, he would not read. But what I'm saying is, you know, to bring it back to context is that he had to learn to read the Bible and he had to, to, to study the Bible too. And that's yeah. where, apart from the fact that we will, the, the, what we read from the Bible, we, it would disabuse our minds from what the devil is saying. That is also where we can get our purpose and our destiny. Yeah, and the Bible has a record of Jesus at the age of 12. Being at least we know for two days nonstop. At the age of 12, the Bible said it was found among the scribes. Mm -hmm. The scribes were the Professors. scholars. Yeah. What they call them scribes, like Ezra, all they do is study the Torah. Mm -hmm. the, the, the Hebrew Bible, they study it, they meditate on it, they, uh, so that they can teach the nation. The Israelites were people that were regulating their lives by the word of God. And Jesus was found in their company. And the Bible said they were astonished at uh, his knowledge. the question. His it was, yeah, his so it was learning. Mm -hmm. And it was a male. You need to understand that Jesus was a first century Jew. That means he believed in the Hebrew Bible from first page to the last page. And they study it. They, among the Jews, they teach their children. You know, that's part of what Moses told them. When you sit down, say, discuss it with your when you walk. So they always talk about it. So he didn't go to uh, former school like uh, Paul. That will study under Gamaliel and mm. all that, but it must have been taking effort. And then you know the Bible said, as his custom was. Yes. yes. So he was always going to the synagogue, mm -hmm. to the place where the book of the law is read. So he's conversant with the book. At some point, so he was writing on the ground. Yeah. So he knew how to write as well. Yeah. <laughs> but the the the, the 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 marvelous thing there is, uh, he too didn't just drop. And God just put the whole book in his brain. That's my point. Because it was Jesus. <laughs> and at times, that's what religion wants mm -hmm. us to think. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's Jesus. Mm -hmm. No, he was fully man. If he has used any undue advantage, something that is not available to me or to you, then he cannot be our example. Yes, yes. But he had to. He had to. The, the Bible said he took on the form of a man. Fully man. And he had to learn like me and you with the resources God has provided. Mm -hmm. Even in our time, it's even easier now. Like you said, the Bible is free. Mm -hmm. You can download. While you are on the train, you can plug in and connect. There's so much, uh, the abundance of the word of God. You can listen to teaching and preaching every day for the next 10 years, nonstop. Yes. Free of charge. And Faith Podcast is one of them. Mm -hmm. So there is absolutely no excuse. It only takes a desire. Yes. And you were talking about those four, four Ds mm -hmm. last week. Yes. The desire, the decision, the determination, and discipline. And the discipline. I think the first three are not the issue. It's the the last one is the issue. Yes, the discipline. <laughs> People have the desire, oh, we are fired up. Yes. We have the determination, I'm going to do it. I'm going to be yes. doing this Especially the first of the year, yeah. we make a resolution. That this year, I will do it, I will do it. The determination is there. That's why you see people making resolutions that I will lose 25 pounds 
and then they go. <laughs> That's a lot of pounds. And to then lose. they go to to the gym the first week of the. Oh, month. I'm guilty. And by the end of the month, the whole because the discipline is not there. You know what happened? I went down to the basement early this morning, and I look at those machines. <laughs> and you went back up. I look at them. I say, Ah, Lord. Ah. And I quickly went back upstairs. Why would change my mind? I'm, I'm not gonna. I, I'm, I'm going back. This week I'll go back, even if it's thirty minutes. At least you made it to the basement. I told, I told my daughter the other. I said the only way I will get on those machines is they bring it to my room. Oh my, my! The discipline is very important. I, I allowed the coldness of the floor to change my mind, but I'm, I'm going to work on I'm working on it. I'm going to go back to it. Uh, because now, you can apply the same thing to the word of God. The only way to know God is to know his word. Mm -hmm. This is the only record that God has left of who he is, how much he cares about us, mm -hmm. what he has provided. They are all here. So, I don't have to guess along the way. All I have to do is pull myself by the hair, like Brother Copeland would say, mm -hmm. and sit my backside down and read and take control of my mind to read what is written and think about it so that the Holy Spirit can explain it to me. And, and, and you know, it's, it's like you said, it will take discipline. It yeah. will take determination, yeah. you know, because for you to be disciplined, you have to be determined. Mm -hmm. And one thing that the enemy does not want you to have access to mm -hmm. is the word of God. Yep. Because the word is the truth. Mm -hmm. And that's what will set you free. So he will make sure. How many times have I been awake at 5 a.m. and I'll pick my Bible and the next thing, next time I open my eyes would be 7 a.m. and then I will be so upset with myself. Mm -hmm. And the other day my daughter was like, why don't you just come and wake me up? <laughs> <laughs> you know, because the devil would not want you to read the word. So what you probably need to do, like uh, uh, Jerry Savelle did, maybe if you want, if you have to do that, mm -hmm. is to get up. No, I'm not going to advise that you go stand on the on the tip of your of your tub, but maybe you need to discipline enough to get up and read. You know, because that is where the solution mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. to all the heresy, yeah. to all the fallacy that the devil will bring, and all the other tingling things that he will say. The solution is in the it's word of in God. In the word, and like we, that man of God taught us, make the main thing the main, the main thing. thing. Mm -hmm. The word is the main thing. So. Let's make it the main thing, and every other thing will fall in place. Amen. Amen. So what are we talking about? They, we spoke about that verse 1. We spent time talking about masters and their servants or, uh, or leaders and their subordinates or parents and their children. Mm. Uh, we can bring it to any level of human relationship. Mm -hmm. We need to be fair. We need to be just. We need to do what is right. Uh, why? Because we also, at whatever level you are, maybe the president of a nation or the president or CEO of a company or a, a head of department or a mother or a father, there is also a master watching over you who will reward you based on your stewardship of, the, of your position in life. And how well you do determines how high you go or how, how much he receives you. 
Uh, that's very important. We must keep one under that. Whatever responsibility I have been given, I will be uh, faithful in the discharge of my stewardship. I will treat people fairly and I will treat them justly. Uh, you don't, you don't uh, become respect uh, somebody that uh, do, uh, places other people and let some slide. Mm -hmm. I know we've, we've spoken along that line. Uh, people that people do come to church to uh, like students, uh, high school students, or oh, oh, can you sign these hours for me? And what we always tell them is you have to serve that hours mm -hmm. in the church before yes. we sign. Yes. You can't sit in your parents' house and bring a form for Pastor Dio just to sign mm -hmm. that you said you do. No, no, no. We incorporate, we are incorporating that even as far as high school into all these our young ones. Mm -hmm. That no, 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 you have to be in church doing certain things yes. for me to sign this number of hours. Yes. Yes. Uh, and that's that's been fair. Oh, oh, that's uh, that's uh, Dickin Wally's uh, daughter. Okay, just sign for her. She doesn't need to come. No, 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 no. That is be a partial. that's being partial. That's the word I was looking for. That's not being fair. That's not being just. Because God is fair, and God will deal with us justly. He will give us according to my reward. He called me to be a lead pastor. If I don't do it well, it's gonna gonna reward me based on my title. Is going to reward me based on the responsibility and how well I'm discharging them. Mm. And that's, that motivation makes me get up every day and come to church, mm -hmm. even when it's not convenient. Mm -hmm. I say, okay, he's watching me. Yes. I need to go there. So in case he wants to send somebody, mm -hmm. in case somebody is going to call that God will direct that we need help from this, mm -hmm. I have to be at church. Yes. And those, that will help each one of us to do well. If we keep remembering, there is one that sees me. He's the master. He's the, the master. Lord. And he's the rewarder. He's the rewarder of those who diligently. Uh, and it's, you know, it's said in Proverbs that a man that is diligent in his assignment, yes. he will stand before, before great kings. men. Yeah. I want to stand before great men. So I have to be diligent. Amen. Amen. And I don't need to be looking for connection all over the place. Because you see another group of people, they are busy looking for connection. But if they are just focused on their assignment and their diligence, their diligence, God will bring what, oh, you know, I remember hearing uh, a church, a particular church in Nigeria, that this guy was a graduate. He had no job. And there's somebody maybe gave him opportunity to hawk uh, water or pap or something. And he was so diligent with it every day. And somebody was kept noticing him that this guy is always with passion doing this thing. And he called him and said, well, tell me about yourself. And he told him, I'm a graduate, I studied this. He said, well, how come this is what you are doing? He said, that's all I can find to do. And the Bible said, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your strength. Say so that's what I'm doing. And the man said, but can you, if I ask you to do this, can you do it? He said, I can, sir. And he was made a manager. He became a manager. From his diligence in hawking water and pap, he became a manager of uh, a company. Because the man said, oh, if you can use the same passion in this business, you will go far. So at times it's not, and I remember one of my spiritual sons then, uh, is, a, is a big man now, uh, he told him to go to the factory. Go start from the factory. And he went. And 
not long after that, his story changed. Mm -hmm. We have to be fair. We have to be just. And when we take our assignment with diligence, God lifts us up. He opens door. Uh, so it's very important, my brother and my sister. So keep that in mind. He's watching in heaven. He's watching. He's watching. He never sleeps. He never sleeps. And he doesn't go on vacation. He's on duty 24-7. Amen. Uh, let's look at the issue of prayer again in verse 2. He uh, said, continue. Now, the, the Passion Translation said, be faithful to pray. But not to pray for yourself. He said, as intercessors who are fully alert and giving thanks to God. In the, the New King James said, continue earnestly in prayer. Continue. So prayer is a must. Everybody believes, now we all believe we pray. But in actual sense, in Luke chapter 11, we, I know we mentioned this, that G Jesus was so effective and his disciples could attribute his effectiveness to his prayer. That full-grown men, Jews that were domiciled in prayer, they had to them. ask him, Lord, teach us. We have seen that well, your own prayer is different because he's praying to the Father and he's getting results. And Jesus did not say, oh, no, I don't need to teach you. You guys just pray. I said, when you pray. Do when you pray means you are supposed to pray. And then there is a pattern to pray. There is a right pattern. So prayer must be taught. You don't learn to pray by praying. You learn to pray by studying those who know how to pray. You need to be taught. So prayer, and you define prayer during the, that, uh, one of those weeks as communication with God. Prayer is dialoguing. So prayer is not a spiritual uh, thing we do. It is a privilege uh, uh, to is a privilege that we have to enter into dialogue with the all-knowing God, all-powerful God. And also to, to know that he's all-knowing mm -hmm. as well. I, I think the most important thing that we need to understand is that he loves us. Yeah. He wants to hear from us. Mm -hmm. You know, if we look at him like our daddy, who is always available ah. to hear from us, mm -hmm. to, 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 to hang out with us. Yeah, and to answer know? the questions. And, and to answer yeah. our questions and to provide what yeah. we need. Mm -hmm. It will make our prayer lives easier. Yes. Because we are not going to go to him like, okay, we, I really don't know this guy. You mm. know, he's kind of like one big man up there. That you know, because that's how many people see God. That's man the big upstairs. man, the man yeah. upstairs. You mm. know, he's not the man upstairs. If you have given your life to Christ, if you are a born again Christian, he is your father. Mm -hmm. You have become a child to him. So he loves you, he even loves you more than your earthly father love or loves or loved he you. He's not an absentee father. And he's always, always looking out. Because yeah. he loves us so much, he's always looking out yeah. for our good. So anytime, I mean, that should, you know, make our prayer lives easier. That mm -hmm. I can just walk up to my dad's bedroom, walk up to my dad's living room, and sit on his lap. Mm -hmm. And tell him, Daddy, you know, this is how I feel today. You know, this is what I ask you to do for me. You know, I, I, I you know, you come, of course, you need to understand yep. that he is all-knowing. Yep. So you worship him for that. Yep. You thank him for what he's done. And he always, always wants to do things for us. Amen. And I think it's just Feeney.
that says in one of his books that it looks as if God is limited by our prayer. Mm. That ah, it looks as if if we don't pray, God can't. Mm -hmm. And if we don't pray, we can't. Mm -hmm. yeah, so prayer is like a meeting point. The way God set things up on this earth, on this earth is that whatever he's going to do in anyone's life, mm -hmm. he needs at least somebody to pray. So in other words, we can look at prayer as inviting the almighty, the all-powerful God, mm -hmm. the unchanging changer into a particular situation to effect a change. Especially what, something that we need to happen here on this yeah. earth. Because this heart he has given unto to, us. To the we are the of ones men. that have authority. Yeah. So we have to invite him. Yeah. Inviting him means that we are giving him authority, authority. to act on our yeah. behalf. Yeah. So it's important. Yeah, because we you know, we grew up and men, maybe you grew up as oh, whatever God will do, he will do. Hmm. We is yeah, that God is the here. owner of everything. He is the lawful owner, but legally Legally, there is the legal sense, there is the moral sense. Morally, God made the universe and the earth. But legally, he handed over the earth to, to man. Yes. And he will not uh, go against what is set up. Mm -hmm. It will require a man or a woman to invite him, even the situations of your life. Yes, sir. That's why we got to pray. That's yeah. why we have to pray. Prayer is a must if we want to witness the power of God. And to pray, we must. There are right ways to pray, and there are wrong ways. And to again, pray. you know, just like I said when we're talking about the word of God, the devil does not like us to pray. Yep. That's why <laughs> he does not. Not that he doesn't like us to pray. He doesn't like us to pray right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and to pray right, you gotta get in the book. You gotta get in the word. If you don't get in the book, you are praying. You think you are praying. You know, somebody, a man of God said, "What you know, you know. What you think you know, you don't know." Mm -hmm. And what you don't know, you can know. You got to find out. You can find out. But but most of us run, we run on assumption. A presumptuous, I think this is what it means. Every time you get to a point that you said, I think, know that you don't know that thing. Mm -hmm. So go after information. Because what you know, you know your name. You don't think this is your name. But when it gets to, you get to the point that I think, then you don't know it. Because most of the time, our I think is not right. Mm -hmm. So we need to go after, get in the book, get in the book. And then most of these uh, mystical thoughts that we have, that we don't know what God will do, we, ne we never know what he will, sometimes he heals, sometimes he answers prayer, sometimes he tells you wait, sometimes he tells you no. If you get in the book, you will see that all his promises, they are yes and amen. amen. God already said yes to every promise and he assigned it with the blood of Jesus. But he said, let them ask in faith, not wavering. So when you get in the books, oh, okay. But if you don't do that, you know, okay, I sure hope God heard me. You should, don't sure hope. The Bible said this is the confidence we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. So I'm not guessing whether he heard me. If is that his will, is that what he promised, then when I pray it, he hears and because I know he has had, I know I have received. So I begin to thank him for answers. And that's why Paul was telling the Colossians. He said, Me, I said, continue earnestly in prayer. Be vigilant in prayer with thanksgiving. And we spent some time talking about why thanksgiving. 
and we, I think we come up with four things, uh, if I can find it. Uh, I start from the last one. You said it's an act of faith. We thank God because we believe he has heard us. So it's an act of faith that he promised this. He's not going to change his mind. He said, I do not utter what I've said. I don't, uh, God will not default in doing what he said. He said, have I said that and shall I not do it? So we begin to thank him because he's faithful. Then we also said he's able to do beyond what we have asked for. According to Ephesians 3.20, exceedingly, abundantly, above my prayer. So I thank him because in my own little peanut brain, I think this is all God can do. But God is greater than that. He can do more than that. And, and he's willing to do. And what you are thankful for becomes bigger. Bigger. Even among people, if I give you $10 and you are profusely thanking me, you are putting pressure on me to, to next time give you $50. <laughs> because, and I will be willing to do it. Willingly, because, you know, uh, like in my culture, they said, your head will swell. Yes. Somebody's thanking you. you feel, you know, And you can see you are making a difference in somebody's life. And what you appreciate becomes bigger. What you appreciate, appreciates. Yes, yes. What you despise gets, you know. Depreciates. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and then we also said, God is a prayer answering God. So, God does not, please hear me. Religion taught us God, uh, he has a room, he keeps the, like, I, I, I used to, years ago, imagine how God's table, office table will look like. With the prayers stacked up. Especially if you watched Bruce Almighty. <laughs> <laughs> there are these drawers that you have to pull. And you see you all know, the prayer and requests. And you see all the prayers. Oh there. my goodness. <laughs> and indirectly, I used to believe that when will God get to, well, if I don't hear answer, maybe it's not got into my fire. No, 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 no. And I used to think there are billions of people praying. How is this God going to remember a little me? Or oh, oh, hear even your own when there are so many voices. There are so yeah. many voices speaking and to I am him. not, I wasn't holy. I wasn't, I said, okay, why will he leave all these big people of faith and come and be attended? And he's the same one that said, I have you in the palm, in of, the my palm of my hand. Now, your walls yeah, are always before, before me. me. Now, you begin to see that those information you can only find in the book. If not, you'll be thinking like I was thinking in those days. That it, will, it may take years before God gets to my father. Do you know that as far as God is concerned, I am the only person? Yeah. He treats you, he sees you as, unique. As far as he's concerned. And it's the same thing with you. Yeah. As far as God is concerned, you are, when you appear before God, he doesn't see anybody yeah. else. Yeah. I don't know how he does it. I don't really that's care. Why, I don't even want that's to That's why he's God. He has yes. infinite capa capacity to hear us at the same time she, and attend to our issues at the same time. They said there are 7 billion people yeah. on earth. Yeah. Okay, so maybe like 5 billion of us are Christians. Mm. Maybe there are 2 billion that are, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. But if 5 billion people pray at the same time and I raise my voice, he hears my voice. Yeah, plus all the animals, plus all, all the because he, he takes care of them too. He gives them, <laughs> the Bible said he gives, he opens his hand and gives them their food in season. Mm. He's the only being that's able to do that. Mm. What we are saying is that, hey, every time you pray, know that you have first, you pray right, God hears you. Yes. It's yes. not storing it and putting it away. Oh, Jesus, put this in the next year file. We'll get to it next year. That's why Paul wrote 
and said he was praying for us so that we yeah. may know yeah. the yeah. depth. Yeah, Ephesians 1. Yes, and of his love. Yeah. The depth, the height, the mm. width. That's yeah. why. Yeah. And it's a prayer that we have to keep praying yeah. because the little I know about yeah. his love, yeah. it gets me dizzy. But yeah. how about I know more yeah. about his love? Yeah. It will make my life so easy. Yeah. Amen. And you become an enigma. Uh, you become an amazement to the people. Hmm. Because say, okay, how come when pastor die or prays, things happen? Hmm. Yeah, it's based on what pastor die knows about God and how much God loves his people and how much and how to pray right. Hmm. When you have necessary information and you apply them, now, I can walk without falling over my head. I will not go on the, stair, uh, on the roof of this house and keep walking because I have knowledge of the law of gravity. If I don't have knowledge of the law of gravity, I can think I'm Superman. And if I think, ever think I'm Superman and get to the edge and don't stop, I'm going to break bones if I don't kill myself. <laughs> but so I know about the law of gravity, so I apply it. The same way when you know it, the things of God have laws. Yes. The laws that govern prayer. And when I know them and begin to apply them, I get results faster. Amen. So we so must continue. About Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yes. We, we must continue. And the reason why we continue is that we know God hears. And we, 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 when we thank him because he answers prayer. God is a prayer. Yes. So every time yes. you pray, expect an, an answer. answer. And thank him for it. So the, the thanksgiving is the proof that you know God has had you yes. and you are expecting an answer. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, Pastor Dio, I know you, you, you know how to do so. When I know some, some things are under your control and you are willing, you've expressed uh, willingness to give them to me. When I make requests, I thank you. I don't wait until you give me before I thank mm -hmm. you. The same thing for God. What the things he has promised, he is willing to give. And some of them he's already given. So when I'm thanking him, I'm putting pressure on the manifestation of those things. It's like, you know, I mean, you know that I, I have five dollars. At mm -hmm. least if that's, I, I, I can afford five dollars. Mm -hmm. And you ask me for five dollars. Mm -hmm. And I say, okay, when I get to my purse in yeah. my office, yeah. I will give you $5. Before you move, I say thank you. You already know yeah, that I, I can have afford it. that. I, so to me, I already have that $5. It's the same thing with our prayer to God. Yeah. We know that once we know that God can, and, and you, have, you have asked me for $5 two days ago, yeah. I gave it to you. Yeah. So I have a track record of doing what I say yeah. that I will do. Yeah. So it's even easier for you to ask me. Yeah. And then you now say, oh, thank you. Because I know that when you get to that office, $5 is going to be waiting yep. for me. Yep. And that is the way, too, yep. with God. So we, we approach God based on his integrity, based on his track record. Yep. His track record is, I mean, if we don't know anything about him, his track record is he keeps your lungs breathing. Yeah. He keeps breath in your, uh, in your yeah. lungs. Yeah. You are still breathing. And the world is still standing. Yeah. The world has not, you know, gone mm -hmm. haywire. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the stars have not fallen down from the sky. So his track record is, is faithful. He's faithful. He's Winter dependable. is still continuing. Summer is still continuing. Yep. Things that he said are still going on. Yep. So we know that his word is yep. good. Yep. And when we know that, then we ask him for that thing and we expect that yep. he will do it. We just say thank, thank you. Thank you. What does the, another thing that the gratitude that we, we, we make does is just to make it, make our 
even our own heart be like, yes, I know. It seals it. And, yeah. and that's what uh, Paul said here, that seal it with gratitude. Yeah. Seal your prayer with gratitude because you pray about it. Not only that you know that he has answered, but it, gratitude also makes you yourself feel good. Argument ceases. Everything you know, it's ends. settled with God. I've settled it with him and I'm set, I've settled it within myself. Mm -hmm. So most of the time, it's not the settling with God. It is the settling within, within us. us. Yes. Because Satan will come and tell you, God didn't hear you. Yes. Remember what you said yesterday. Yes. Remember what you did the other day. God doesn't and hear you. And that's them. when you switch back to gratitude. Yeah. You say, no, <laughs> Father, thank no, you. I, he has promised it. Yes. I, you know, and it's based on the finished work of Christ. Christ did well. Um, I believe in Christ. I believe God will not default. Father, I just want to say thank you. And Satan is kicked out. Now, you can kick Satan out and he's looking from outside. That's where we need to keep him. Mm -hmm. Because you keep him inside, he's going to mess things up. Somebody said he's a fowler. Yes, he fouls things up. Things up. Uh, so don't let him get in the game. Keep him out of the game. And play the game with your father. Amen. So, and the, the last reason why we, we, thank, we are thankful is that God demands it. Yes. According to 1 Thessalonians 5.18, he said this is the will of God. This is the requirement of all those who are in Christ. We need to thank him in spite of what, whatever situation we are in. Because the love is so much that he will figure out a way to get us out. Amen. Amen. So we must, and then I, I, it never stops to, uh, it ceases to amaze me in verse 3. We spoke about it before. Uh, look at verses 3 to 4 so that we can move on to verse 5. Uh, verses 3 to 4 said, Meanwhile, in the New King James, he said, Praying also for us. He said, Pray, uh, continue interceding for believers as intercessors. But he said, Specifically, pray for me that my daily supply of food may be given, uh -uh. that I may have money in my account, that these <laughs> challenges that, will not kill me. Or no, that no, no. These doors of jail will be open for no, me so I can no. come out. <laughs> no, no. He said, pray that God will open a door of opportunity, opportunity to to speak, to preach the revelation, to speak. The rep now, I was meditating on this earlier. Now, I, was, I have all these kind of notes in this my Bible here now. Uh, to speak the hidden truths of Christ. Mm -hmm. And we saw in Ephesians, uh, in Acts chapter 8, verses 5 to said Philip went to Samaria mm -hmm. and preached Christ. Mm -hmm. And Paul is saying, pray that I will speak the hidden truths of Christ. Mm -hmm. the, the, the good news of who Christ is. What God has done through him. Mm -hmm. That is what people need to hear. That is what will bring faith. That's what will uh, put us in a good footing as Christians. What has God done through Christ? Mm -hmm. Paul said, pray for me that I will have opportunities to speak that. And then in verse 4, he said, so that I may make it. And under my, in my Bible, I said, eat, eat, eat the hidden truths of Christ. That I may speak those things as I ought to. I may deliver it without intimidation. I may do it precisely using every good example. Mm -hmm. That's what Paul was praying for. And that spoke to me that, hey, you need to get people to be praying for you that you may do that. Yes. And you do it yourself too. Pray, Lord, give me opportunities to as, tell people about you. And as congregations, mm. we need to be praying that prayers yeah. for our leaders. Yeah. Because we want yeah. God yeah. to help them yeah. so that they can afford Fold, the truth yes. to yeah. us. Yeah. So that we can have an understanding yeah. Yeah. of what the word of yeah. God is. Now, when, when you pray for your leaders, 
uh, that God will give them revelation of the truth of Christ and give them depth in the love of God. You are in a good place. Yes, sir. Because whatever be God shows them, they are coming to give you. And they won't come and be telling you stories. Yeah. Stories that, that <laughs> will, not, will not help you. You see, when, you know, and, and, and partially that's one of yeah. the reasons that many pastors will come uh-huh. or get on this. Not here, though. You know, in, in different places, they will just start to talk trash. Uh-huh. You know, using examples from uh, ancient of ancient days that have passed uh-huh. without any biblical re- relevance, uh-huh. they will motivate you and psych you up. Uh-huh. But by the time you get to the door, uh-huh. you have forgotten ninety percent of what they are doing. Uh-huh. But how about we pray for them uh-huh. that God would open their eyes to to have a revelation. Uh-huh. Of the gospel of Jesus Amen. Christ. That when they, when my pastor shows up on Sunday, we pray that prayer here. Mm-hmm. That when pastor stands on the pulpit or whoever is preaching on the pulpit, he will the speak word Christ. Flows unhindered. Unhindered. Because it's the the word is the solution. Jesus is the answer, and Jesus is the word. When the right word is spoken, situations have no choice than to change. Yes, yes. He yes. said they cast out demons with the word. And everyone Jesus healed, he speaks to them. Mm. He speaks. It's what? Or they had something. So it's the word. Now, because the power of God is in the word of God. And if we are going to experience the power of God, we have to receive the word of God. Uh-huh. And whoever is going to minister must minister not. That's why Paul said, I have not come to you with the wisdom or the eloquence of men. But the power. The, so that your faith rests in the power of God. The word of God is the rock of ages. So we give you permission. Please pray for us. Because I know I, I've spoken to a few people before and they say, ah, mommy, you're such a wonderful person, but we, we can't, can't pray, pray for, for you. For no, you. Who says? Where is that? I, no, 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 no. You can pray for me. Listen now. You can pray <laughs> for me. <laughs> In fact, I'm asking that you pray for me. I have a wonderful daughter out of the, out of province. She will, she will come. She you say, are so high, she can't pray for you. She, she, no, she, she, her own, she's, she's new level. She'll say, Mommy, can I please pray for you? Can I please? I said, please go ahead. And she will pray. You know, those are the kind of people. Pray for your leaders, okay? I, I had an experience of uh, the importance of uh, praying for leaders. And uh, Daddy taught us that. Uh, you remember when we do family Thanksgiving mm. in the U.S.? And I was assistant pastor. I you have to pray. to pray. For them. And the first time, I was wondering, what would I say? What would I pray for this man? <laughs> He's my pastor. He's and my they father. Down. He's my pastor. Why would I, how can I pray for him? And the Holy Spirit said, Well, do you want to see him succeed? Mm. You want him to be strengthened? Then go ahead and release it. Yeah. And so you will need that. I will need down to and pray. And you know, lead, that's part of what Paul is saying. Yes. Pray for us. Yes. Every leader needs prayer yes, yes, of yes. the people they are leading. Especially now that leaders are, especially on social media, yeah. the people of this age, the social, the new, this new generation, they are so quick to attack leaders, especially yeah. not even spiritual leaders. Any leader, anybody yeah. that is holding a leadership position, yeah. they are quick yeah. to attack. Maybe we need to separate ourselves from those ones mm-hmm. and begin to look at it. Okay, this person needs prayer. 
this person, let me pray for this person. That's the best we can do yeah. for them at this time. Yeah, Brother Copeland taught us years ago, a few years ago in the uh, meeting we, or what we used to have in January before COVID. Uh, he said, anybody you are not willing to pray for, don't criticize. Mm. The only reason you have the right to criticize anybody is if you are praying for that person. That's Paul. Paul will, he will pray for the people, then he will correct them. Mm. But what do we, like you mentioned on social media, it's just great. They are not, there's not one single word of prayer. Mm. Oh, Father, help this sister. Make them see the truth. But all we want to do is just tear them. Mm. They are heroes. Just put it out there. Uh, at times, because we don't understand what God asked them to do, we just mutilate what they are doing. No, but I never forget what Brother Copeland said. Never criticize a man we are not willing to pray for. Mm. And, you know, it's with pastors, and that has stuck with me. So I pray for people even when I need to correct them. Mm. I pray more for them, that they will see that this correction is not to take them down. It's just to put things right. So every leader, and I, like we always say, there was no record that the congregation of the children of Israel prayed for Moses. Nobody interceded for him. Last week also we talked about praying for others, not yeah. only leaders. We spoke about so that we can go okay. verse five. and look into verse uh -huh. 5. Uh -huh. yeah. So we prayed, we talked about praying for other, uh, others as well. So not just, um, you yeah. know, not just uh, the leaders. Yeah. No, no, pray even for praying believers. for others. We see a good example there, Ephesians. Uh, 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 no, James chapter 5, mm -hmm. verse 16, in the Passion Translation. Mm -hmm. Let's read that as we go into verses 5 and 6. Well, no, don't worry, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it today. Uh, but Ephesians, uh, uh, James chapter 5, verse 16. Confess, I said, ha, read it for us. Confess ma. and acknowledge how you have offended one another, yeah. and then pray for one another to be instantly healed, for tremendous power is released through the passionate heartfelt prayer of a godly believer. It's that last statement that mm. came across to mm. me. Tremendous power. Mm -hmm. You don't need to be a pastor. Mm. Tremendous power is released when you pray from your heart mm -hmm. for a fellow believer. As a believer. You pray. You are releasing the power of God. You have the authority. The word of God gives you the authority. Mm -hmm. And you, when you pray, that things must change. Mm -hmm. So how? Oh my. We are getting there. So, let's go to verse 5. <laughs> verse 5 says, Walk in the wisdom of God as you live before the mm. unbelievers mm. and make it your duty to make him known. Mm. Yeah. Walk in the wisdom of God. The New King James said, Walk in wisdom. Mm. So, what does it mean to walk in wisdom? Towards those who are outside. It's, in, in other words, how you relate with the unbelievers. Mm what you say around them, how you conduct yourself. Ah, can they, would they, would they know you are a Christian by your behavior? Or they just think you are one of them? The Bible says walk in wisdom. Know what to say. Know how to. Why? Because you can keep them in that level or you can, I was talking to one of my daughters that was going to go do something if, uh, like a week or two ago. I said, okay, your friends are going to do this. So you are going to join them or you are going to show them the right thing. Say, so you are a Christian first. Because she was telling me where she works and all of them are going to do this. I said, okay, why should you join them? When was it, you know, how about bringing all of them to church to Christ? 
Why should you join them to do this? Why do they know you are a Christian? We are not meant to blend with the world. We are meant to be distinguished so that the world can know that we are separate and can follow us. In the beginning of this year, I asked God what it is that he wants me to focus on this year. And he said, wisdom. Mm. Because as Christians, especially the way that the world is going now, mm. we must be separated yep. by our wisdom. Yeah. In handling situations, yeah. Yeah. in handling our finances, in dealings with unbelievers, because that's what he's saying yeah. here, that we, we must walk in the wisdom of God. And I believe that wisdom, I think it was you that yeah. told me that it's Sophia, yeah. the wisdom of God. Yeah. And, the and wisdom that's from above. That's from God. And, and um, uh, James told us that if we lack wisdom, we should ask, ask God. God. So I believe that that's one of the things that we should be focusing on mm. as well. God, I need your wisdom. Wisdom is profitable for us as, mm. as Christians, especially these end times. Yep. Because it's not only that the Christians are getting dollar now, like dollar, like D-U-L-L-E-R, the unbelievers are getting smarter. So we need to get smart from the word of God, from yep. the scripture. Mm. Our, our dealings with unbelievers, we must mm. come to them with the wisdom of God. Amen. It's the only way that we can rule. Mm -hmm. uh, that was the only thing that King Solomon asked for. Yeah. I think I was discussing with my daughter the other day, and we're talking about the way that he, he, he addressed the issue of the women, the, the ladies, yeah. one, the one that slept on her baby, and the baby died. Uh, uh, and we were just talking about it, and she was like, what woman even does that, mm -hmm. that you would want... To, to you know, want a king to to slide to to cut the baby yeah. into two. But I was thinking, what? How did Solomon get that kind of wisdom to it's sort really that situation yeah. out? The wisdom of God. Yeah. And we will be confronted with things like that. That people will be coming to us. They will test us. Unbelievers will test us. Let's see what she will say. Let's see what he will say. They will bring issues to us. Mm. But the wisdom of God yeah. will be the one yeah. that will settle the issues. Mm. Mm. And then. Um, we, we, let's look at verse 6. He said, let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer. The, the passion, let every word you speak be drenched with grace and tempered with truth and clarity. For then you will be prepared to give a respectful answer to anyone who asks about your faith, not argument about your faith. But now, the, the only thing we can squeeze in is why, is, why should I, my word, bear grace? I think maybe we can deal with that next mm. week, too. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to put that out there, is that you, you, your word should bear grace because you are the primary hearer of your own word. Mm -hmm. You are the first hearer. And then we pick it up from there. It's very important that you know if you do this, it will benefit you first before your neighbors. And uh, tonight, what have we learned? You want to... Uh, I hope in, you are blessed tonight. Glory be to God. You can go back to the podcast and listen all over again. I was listening to the podcast today. It's so clear. It's so beautiful to hear. So go back to Faith, uh, uh, to, you know, to Digging Deep on Spotify 
and listen to the podcast again. And I believe that God has ministered to you. Mm. May God continue to be with each and every one of Amen. us in Jesus' name. Yeah, and of course, we continue next week. Amen. Can you pray for us, Father please? in heaven, we thank you one more time mm. for the beautiful time that we have had in your presence. Yes, Lord. We receive ex expansion to your word as yes, we go Lord. home tonight. Yes, in the mighty name Amen. of Jesus. Let your word work in our lives. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.